Hello, and welcome to another episode of Kiss Dog Training's Dog Podcast with professionally certified dog trainer, Mike Deeth. Today, Mike's talking about a couple of really timely topics, happy visits and owner-absent behaviors. Stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Mike with Kiss Dog Training, and today we're going to talk about happy visits. And you might ask, what on God's green earth is a happy visit? Well, I recently got my fear-free certification, and that basically is through a uh, group that you can find online at fearfree.com. It's basically handling procedures for um, dogs and cats, for that matter, so that they can have better experiences with certain services. And the big ones are going to be uh, veterinary care, uh, grooming care, but even from a training standpoint of doing things that are fear-free. Okay, and I think that's important, so I'm going to just throw it out there right at the very beginning. So, in some of this training and um, such that I did to become certified, what we start talking about is something I've always done with vets, but I've never really done with grooming. And it's the idea of a happy visit. And this is something that I really recommend with puppies because it's the perfect time during that critical social development period that we can, we can leave a long-lasting um, feeling or emotion when it comes to vet services or grooming services. Um, what we can do is we start doing what are called happy visits. And all I want to do is go into the veterinarian and... I'm going to maybe put the dog on the scale, give him a treat. I might uh, walk back into one of the rooms with one of the vet techs. We might put the dog um, up on the table. A lot of times they don't like tables because it's going to be higher off the ground. So a lot of these fear-free veterinary clinics will work with the dogs on the ground. But the entire idea is working the aspect of this is fear-free, this is rewarding, this is fun. And if you know, along with all the socialization I ask people to do with puppies, what if we just did once a week stopping by the vet clinic, going in, getting some cookies, getting some love, and leaving, how much more would our dog like the vet? Um, literally, my dogs will drag me into my vet. Um, some of the things my vet will end up doing is they will have Frisbees with either peanut butter or Easy Cheese that are, you know, have been put in freezers, and they'll pull them out and they'll put them on the ground and let the dog have a, you know, a special treat. Um, the vet techs may have a fly swatter with peanut butter or Easy Cheese as a targeting stick so the dog is getting a reward while the work is being done. But before we even get to that point, if we were doing these happy visits, just coming in and realizing this place isn't scary, it's a fun place, it would be awesome. We can do the same thing with the groomer. Um, I've got, there's a couple of groomers here in Kansas City that they, they call it table time. Um, they'll charge a nominal amount, five, ten bucks. You drop your dog off for a grand total of like five, ten minutes. And they'll take the dog back. They'll put them on the table. They'll put the groomer's helper on them. They'll feed them treats. They'll look in their ears. They'll play with their toes. They might rub a brush up and down the back of them, and then they undo the groomer's, you know, helper, and they grab the dog, take it back out to the client, hand it to the dog, hand it to the client, and they leave. And they might do that four or five times before the dog's ever groomed for the first time. Now, a lot of what I'm saying is dealing with puppies, 
But if you you got to go slower with older dogs because they've already got a perspective of life. You know, puppies are kind of blank slates. You know, we can we can train them any way we want, and if we do it right, they'll love the groomer, they'll love the vet. But let's say you got a dog who doesn't like the vet. Okay. Uh, recently, we had a, a client like this where instead of going into the clinic, we literally started. They had a picnic bench outside. And we had that dog and me, the trainer, and the veterinarian. Once a week, we would just show up, sit at the picnic table, give the dog some treats, work with the dog. Then we moved it into the lobby, and we did that. And then we moved it into a exam room. And we took about a month, about four different sessions, just getting used to going once a week to this clinic and being rewarded and realizing it's not scary and helping the dog through the fear that had been built up over years, okay? So uh, when you hear me or see on Facebook or whatever me talk about happy visits or if you're one of my clients and you get the homework that I send you and we talk about happy visits, this is the kind of stuff that I want you doing. Yes, I want you, you know, I mean, you know, I force people to do all sorts of goofy stuff. Uniforms are scary to dogs. Uh, you can back it up even one step and say anything new can be scary to a dog because they're not ready for it. So if I take the dog to the police department and say, I've got a new puppy, would you mind coming outside? And the police officers will look at you like, why would I want to do that? And you turn around and go, well, um, dogs are kind of scared of uniforms. I'd like my dog to like police officers. Um, most cops then immediately go, hey, cool, give me the treats. You know, we're going to do it. Same thing with the fire department. If you can get your postal workers to do this, um, you're going to be taking your dog to different locations to meet people and do happy visits with people. This is something that lots of trainers do with, with puppies is everybody gives the puppy a little treat and a little pat on the head and we move on. And I guess I should say pat on the head. It's a bad thing. Dogs don't like being patted on the head, but we touch the dog, give them a treat, move on. There is so much we can do proactively to prevent bad behavior, but we can use some of the same ideas, maybe a little slower, to help dogs who already have these weird bugaboos about uniforms or a certain place like the veterinary. You know, we can help them by not forcing things on them. I do think that a dog getting choice in the matter is important. Um, but if we make it a rewarding experience and we go slow, we can help almost any dog. So um, if you've got a dog who's scared of the groomer or scared of the vet, please call a trainer. Um, go to fearfree.com. You'll find and see if there's people who've been trained in these techniques or a vet clinic that does this. So right now, fearfree.com is working with you know, groomers. They're working with veterinary clinics. They're also now working with trainers. So that there is a little society out there that can help you with fear. Um, you know, and if you're scared of anything from spiders to snakes to clowns, you know how much it sucks to be scared. And if somebody forces things on you, it makes the situation worse. But if they go slow and they make it rewarding, it can be a lot easier. So, again, a great little topic today. Um, please reach out to us via email. Uh, info at kissdogtraining.com. Call us, 913-269-7595, or reach out to us in some other social media aspect. But we want to hear from you about the topics you want to hear so that we can cover these little topics either in videos or podcasts or both. So I appreciate you listening. This is Mike with Kiss Dog Training. Come back later, and we'll talk more dog. Thank you.
love the topics you've been listening to, remember, Mike has written tons of books on dog training and all are available on Amazon.com. Just search the name Mike Deeth, D-E-A-T-H-E. They are available in audiobooks, ebooks, and in print. Keep it simple, stupid dog training, KISS dog training for short, has been helping owners understand their dogs since 2010. We specialize in complex cases such as reactivity, aggression, anxiety, and fear. We offer in-home sessions in and around the Kansas City metro and virtual consulting for those outside that area. We are the dog trainers that focus on training owners, not dogs, emphasizing rewarding what you want and redirecting destructive behaviors into good ones. You can call us at 913-269-7595 or email at info at kissdogtraining.com for more information and help. Wow, thanks, Mike. Now we know about happy visits. So tell us, what do you mean by owner-absent behaviors? Hey, guys, welcome back. It's Mike with Kiss Dog Training. Um, today we are going to talk about something... Um, I refer to as owner absent behaviors, and this is a situation I had with a client this this week. Um, it's one of those things that once I describe it to a client, um, there's kind of an aha moment, and it really helps things um, progress. Um, so, in this particular situation, it was a dog who would um, sit on the back of the couch or sit at the front door when it was open and bark at everything they ever saw. Could be a person, could be um, somebody walking a dog, it could be the mailman, it could be UPS, FedEx, Amazon, it could even be a leaf blowing, okay? Um, this particular client, though, worked about 8 to 10 hours a day. And what I had to explain to him was, if your dog can self-reinforce 8 to 10 hours a day, sitting on the back of the couch, looking out the window, barking at everything in the world and quote-unquote scaring it away, and it working in the dog's perspective, you've got an awful lot of learning that you're fighting. Let's say you're my best client in the world. Let's say you're doing an hour and a half to two hours worth of training a day trying to fix this particular problem behavior. And trust me, if you were doing an hour and a half to two hours a day of training, you would be in the top 1% of my clients. Most of my clients work... 30 minutes to an hour tops, okay? And it's more about consistency and frequency than it is the time. But in this particular situation, if the dog is getting eight to 10 hours of practice barking and you're only practicing an hour and a half to two hours a day of don't bark, pay attention to me, go to your spot, um, whatever way we're going to deal with this, there's no way you're going to catch this tiger by the tail. So with a real simple conversation, the client kind of looks at me and goes, wow, okay, well, what do we do next? Well, there's a ton of things you can do. Um, we could do something as simple as just shut the curtains. Now, you got to make sure the dog's not going to tear up your curtains when you're gone trying to look out the window because that's a behavior that they have done. But I have seen situations where you just shut the curtains and the dog quits barking. Um, I've used wax paper 
to tape up in the window so that it's a frosting effect and see if that works. I want them to try the wax paper first before we spend the money having somebody come out and frost the windows or use some kind of window tint. Um, there's all sorts of designs out there that can um, take the visual acuity away. Um, if it's noises, um, we've even um, done things like put white noise machines at the front door to where they don't notice the, the, the sounds. Okay, um, We can put the dog in a crate if the dog is crate trained. Um, that's something we have to figure out. If they're not crate trained, maybe I can use baby gates to keep the dog in the back portion of the house to where we stop the practice of sitting in the front window and barking all day. Um, so there's lots of different things we can do that will help you kind of get some traction in trying to get the dog to quit barking. But until we understand the principle of owner absent behaviors or self-reinforcement for the dog of bad behaviors, um, this is a really tough thing to understand. You know, you're doing all this work. Why are you seeing no results? And, you know, one of two things usually is happening. Clients are not practicing. They're not frequent and consistent with the practice or they haven't realized that this kind of behavior is self-reinforcing to the dog. Uh, look at this from a different perspective, maybe just a different way to help understand the idea of an owner-absent behavior. I like to refer to it as the curse of the mailman. Your dog, for years, uh, waits for the mailman to come up on the front porch, barks like crazy, and the mailman leaves. In the dog's mind, because I barked, the mailman left. In reality, the mailman simply left that house and went to the next-door neighbor so that they could deliver that mail. But the dog can do that day in and day out, and then they start thinking, because of what I'm doing, the mailman's leaving, so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that if I want the mailman to leave and I'm protecting my territory, all I need to do is bark. Again, you've hired a dog trainer and you're killing yourself trying to fix this problem, but you've never considered the idea that the reason it's so hard is the dog has done so much self-reinforcement that we need to manage their ability to practice bad behavior while we are trying to teach alternative behaviors and using positive reinforcement to get a leg up on the problem. So, all I really want you to do is if you're having problems with training your dog, is to stop, think outside the box, and consider, is there something going on that's self-reinforcing to the dog when I'm not around that is making it harder for me to achieve my results? Um, it's just a different way of looking at things. Um, I'm, I'm definitely the positive reinforcement trainer that wants to reward the snot out of the behaviors I want so that they'll repeat. I don't want to wait till the dog makes a mistake and try to punish them out of the behavior, okay? So again, this is just a different way of looking at it. It was something that we dealt with last week with a client, so it was something that I figured might help a few people out there. Please um, use Facebook, email us, info at kissdogtraining.com, call us, 913-269-7595, reach out via social media, and let us know what you want us to cover. Um, there's all sorts of little topics like this that can help other people and maybe help you with your dog. It's Mike with Kiss Dog Training. Come back again. We'll talk more stuff about dogs and we'll have some fun. Talk to you later.